I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. and welcome back to another episode of Thanks for Coming In. I'm your host, Jillian Clare. What has happened in the past week? Okay, a couple things real quick because both things I'm very excited about. One, in my sociology course this term in college, we our final project is to record a podcast about a film using sociological perspectives. And I'm just like, has there ever been anything that was made more for me in my life? Um, it's a lot of fun, and we had like four films to choose from, and I chose Fight Club, so it's been really fun, um, because I'm basically doing what I already do, so that's cool. Uh, the second thing is that I am the voice of a very funny character on a new children's podcast called Posey Flynn Sings. That is going to be releasing the first episode April 1st via Go Kid Go, and it'll be on all of the podcast streaming app things, whatever you want to call them. Um, but I'm very excited. It was so much fun to record and I got to work with some of my friends 
And um, yeah, I play somebody who can't sing well, um, which if you know me from Victorious, you know that I have been here before. And I just feel like I've been typecast, but that's okay. <laughs> Today on the show, we have Sydney Morgan. She is a newcomer to the acting world. And um, it was so interesting to talk to her because she has never been on an in-person audition, which I didn't think about. But if you entered the industry in the past two years, then you probably haven't been to one, which is just so bizarre to me. So if you have a story, I would love for you to send it in um, so I can read them because that's crazy. Um, if you are one of those people who's never had an in-person audition and have only experienced it over Zoom, yeah, I just, I would love to hear from you. Anyway, you may know her from TikTok. She has taken over the app with over 7 million followers. She is also currently working on four films and um, she's just such a sweet girl and we had such a fun time. So here's my conversation with Sydney Morgan. And welcome to the show, Miss Sydney Morgan. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Um, you have built quite the career for yourself, which I love. We love a self-made woman. Um, so give me a little insight into how that happened. Like what made you decide to start posting these videos on TikTok and, and creating all this incredible content for YouTube? Yeah, so I've always been an artist growing up, you know, drawing and painting and all that stuff. And then when I got into high school, I was volunteering through my art club to do face painting on kids at uh, community events. And then I realized I was pretty good at it. You know, all the kids would come to my line. So <laughs> then, I, then it got to the point where I started doing that to myself, more of the like artistic face painting style makeup instead of just like eyeshadow. And I started posting them on Instagram just kind of for friends and family and to kind of have a portfolio on there. And it had like 300 followers. And then, you know, this new app, TikTok, came out. Mm. And I had seen some other makeup artists posting on TikTok. And I was like, great, this is a new platform I can post some makeup on. So I, I went in with the same kind of mindset just to put all my makeup looks in one place and do it for fun. And then immediately they just started getting views and comments and stuff and everybody really liked it and I was getting followers and I was like this is so weird and then I, I guess I just never stopped and and now here I am. Wow how old were you when you started posting on TikTok? Uh, I started posting on TikTok in I want to say like August September of 2020. Okay all right. So yeah so I I started posting because I have ulcerative colitis and mm -hmm. I was getting some surgeries for that. So through recovery, I needed like a new hobby to do from home because I couldn't really go out. I was healing. Mm -hmm. I was recovering. So doing makeup and making these videos was something that I could do from home. So it came at the perfect time. Wow. Um, I'd love to talk to you about um, the foundation that you work with as well, Crohn's and Colitis Foundation, um, and just talk to you about your journey with ulcerative because I don't know that I, I know too much about it. And I think, um, I think the listeners would be very interested to know about what that journey was for you. Yeah, so um, ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease are a type of inflammatory bowel disease. And it is a chronic illness, meaning there is currently no cure for it. Mm. However, you can get into remission through medications, whether that's an oral med or infusions, so I was diagnosed in August of 2018, so I was 16 years old, mm. and this was a really scary experience for me because 
as far as I knew, right, you you go to the doctor, they tell you what's wrong, they give you medicine, and you're fixed. So right. for them to come into my room and say, this is something you could potentially be dealing with for the rest of your life, it, it was really scary for me and overwhelming at the time. And so, you know, I got online, tried to do some research and find out stuff about it. And and it's hard. There's There's not a lot because there's this stigma around Crohn's and colitis, maybe because it's like an inflammatory bowel disease and the symptoms can be embarrassing at times and people just don't want to talk about it. But that that was a big reason as to why now that I have a platform, I'm so adamant on being an advocate for that and trying to educate people and spread awareness. Mm -hmm. So that's why I do what I do thus far. (laughs) And so I tried all the medications to try and get into remission, Mm -hmm. but nothing really worked for me. So I didn't really get to go to school my junior, senior year of high school. Wow. I was in and out of the hospital. And then in October of 2019, I had to get emergency surgery to remove my entire colon. So my whole large intestine, leaving me with an ostomy bag. And again, I didn't, I've never seen anybody my age that had an ostomy bag. It was just all like old men on the internet. And I was (laughs) like, this is so scary. I want to see someone that looks like me. Yeah, And then I was able to get the ostomy taken down within the next year. I had two more surgeries and now I'm all reconnected, colon free. Wow. That's incredible. I mean, you're so right. There are so many stigmatisms having to do with with so many different, you know, autoimmune disorders, inflammatory diseases, and people, I don't know what that is, why we're not just open about talking about this stuff. I mean, I think it's just kind of like that decades old, like stigma that has kind of surrounded um, health and illnesses. But it's, it's something that we need to talk about. And it's nice to have a face that people can connect to and say, Oh, she's going through what I'm going through. I'm not alone. Yeah, that's so important to me. And I just posted a video the other day doing a little trending TikTok dance in a crop top so you could see all my surgical scars. And I the comments were just flooded with other people that were like, oh, I have an ostomy bag. I'm getting an ostomy bag. I have Crohn's wow. colitis. And, you know, you're so inspiring and you help me feel better about my disease. And that's it's just so rewarding for me to know that I can help these people that are going through something similar. Yeah. And I feel like there's, I feel like it's getting better. Like people are talking about things more. I have a friend who um, has type one diabetes and she's constantly posting about it. And it seems like the posts are going up. And I wonder if, if we would be able to have these conversations without social media. I mean, and maybe that's why we had such a big stigmatism for so long, because it was something that you kept secret within your home. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so it's cool. crazy. Yeah, it's crazy once I started talking about it, how many people, even that I knew in my life that came up to me and were like, oh, I have Crohn's, I have colitis. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't even know this because no one talks about it. Yeah. But I think I think that is one of the advantages of having um, social media these days is being able to connect with those people that you normally maybe wouldn't even have heard of. I mean, back in the day, it's like you had to go to like a support group within your community rather Mm -hmm. than now you have this incredible online supportive community that is there for you 24 seven. Yeah, for sure. And through the foundation, I've also hosted some like support group type things and kind of talked to some young kids or teens that have Crohn's and colitis and kind of 
shared my story with them and some tips and things that got me through it and how to stay strong and positive throughout mm-hmm. your journey with this disease. And it, yeah, I just, I just like everything that I'm doing through the foundation to further help connect with these people. And like, I also partnered with uh, one of my favorite makeup companies, NYX Cosmetics around the holidays. And I got all of these kind of goodie bags together of makeup products to send to some young girls with Crohn's and colitis because Aww. Like I said, makeup really helped me throughout my recovery because it was something I could do from home. So I just wanted to be able to give that back to them to see if it could help them as much as it helped me. That is so flippin' sweet. Oh my God, my heart's exploding. I feel like the Grinch, (laughs) it's just getting bigger and bigger. Um, (laughs) Well, that's amazing. And um, I'm so glad that you have emerged as like this, you know, incredible leader within a community. I think that's a really, really awesome path to be on. but I want to go back to, uh, you know, your your videos and being a creator and um, talk a little bit about acting. When did you get the acting bug? When did you decide, hey, I need to try this out? Yeah, so I, I always was so fascinated by acting. And even when I would just watch TV shows or films when I was younger, I would pause the TV and rewind it if there was a scene that I really liked or that made me like feel a type of way. And I would rewind it and listen to it again until I knew it. And I would learn wow. it just for fun. And then I would either go say it to myself in the mirror <laughs> or like record myself doing it. So I've always been into it. And also through my um, makeup, I've kind of like, I adapt the characters when I make myself into different looks and kind of take on a persona. And so the first kind of genre I got into was horror. Mm. Which it, it was a pretty um, easy transition because of all of my special effects makeup and the gory monsters and all that. And so uh, when I first went on set, I was also helping with the special effects makeup (laughs) and acting. So I was doing both. And I just think that's really cool. That's amazing. I love that. You can just be like messing with your own face and doing like stitches on your face or you're like, excuse me, I need two more minutes before I can act. Thank you. Yeah, I remember that we were in a time crunch and the AD kept coming in like yelling at us and they were like, they were like, okay, we're doing this. We're doing this. I'm like, do you want me to just do my own scar? I was like, I got it. Just give me the product. And I did my own neck scar for my scene. <laughs> and I'm sure the uh, very uh, busy makeup artists were very thankful to you. <laughs> to yeah, we love the glam squad. <laughs> yes. Gotta, gotta give love to the glam squad. Um, so what's this journey been like for you as an actor? Um, you know, did you move to New York? Did you move to LA? What, you know, how did you decide to really go for this? Yeah, so I moved to LA in September. And that's kind of really when the acting started to take off. So I'm, but also in a time of pandemic, all of my auditions have been online, virtual, self tapes. Mm-hmm. I have not had a single in person audition, I don't think. Oh my gosh, you're yeah. the only person I've ever talked to like this. This is incredible. Yeah, I figured this would be a little interesting because, yeah. Because since 20, like I pretty much started going for it in like 2020 post pandemic. So, okay. So you've never, never been to an in-person audition. What have you done? Like zoom auditions or the ones over like EcoCast, yeah. where it's like, they're, they're kind of like in the weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. I've done zoom ones, but mostly self tapes. So, okay. So I have to know then what was it like doing your first like zoom audition and seeing all these people watching you for the first time? I feel like that's almost weirder than being in person. Yeah. 
Yeah. And like the vibes are just kind of awkward. And I'm just like, do, like, do you want me to start? Like, like, how are you? Like, yeah. <laughs> it is so weird to do it over Zoom or that actors access thing they have now because it's just like, do I go? Do I not? Are you watching right. me? Are you just listening to what's happening? Like, yeah, and so, like I said, I moved to LA, and I live alone here. And for all of my self tapes, I need someone to read with. Oh lord! And yeah, I have like the same like I have like two solid friends, and I'm like, hey, what are you doing today? <laughs> you come read lines with me. I'll buy you dinner. Like, yep. I have to bribe them to come film these self tapes with me. Yeah, and that never goes away. Never. I still have to text friends, and friends still text me like, so uh, you want to come to West Hollywood and shoot a, a self-tape? I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah like I'll the, be my there. Two my two friends that I do it with are both actors as well, so it's like I help them with their, they'll yeah. help me with mine, and it's practice for both of us, so we got a good dynamic going on. I love that. Okay, so you moved to LA in September, and then did you already have representation? Did you have to find representation when you got here? What was that like for you? So I met my manager when I took a trip to LA before I lived here. I want to say November of 2020, hmm. and I was still very small online. And I met her because I was doing makeup on one of her clients. Oh, wow. I was a makeup artist. I was I was a smaller creator on TikTok at the time, and I really liked her when I met her and so I looked into like her agency and looked to see who the smallest creator that she represented was and what number they had of followers and then I was like okay I'm gonna grind and when I hit that number I'm gonna call her and be like hey do you want to like represent me and so I did that and then that's how I got with my manager and then I got with my acting agent after I moved to LA yeah that's um that's a ballsy move. And man, I love that. I respect that. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I'm going to set a goal. I'm going to get this many followers in a month and then I'm going to call her. And then I did. Wow. That's amazing. Um, so then you came out here and then have you started, um, have you gone to training? Have you been able to do classes? What's kind of your, your method for, for acting? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a lot of just practicing with my friends and stuff so like I said um I swear everyone in West Hollywood it's like you can't walk 10 feet without running into an actor nope right West Hollywood is filled with it it's only actors everybody's acting out here and so me and my friends we just like break out into improv all the time and like it's just like I feel like we make it fun so it's a little less serious and my friend does acting class right now and I I kind of do it with her when she comes back and is like, this is what they had me do in acting class. So then I'm kind of taking it from home. <laughs> and I also have a bunch of acting books that I bought hmm. that I've been reading. And I just feel like I'm very much like a hands-on learner. Like I need to be doing it to learn. Yeah. So even through my self-tapes, like if I pulled up like a self-tape I did like months ago versus one that I just did yesterday, it's like insane the amount of improvement that I've had. Yeah, I mean, it's this is a it's a craft that requires constant muscle movement, essentially. I mean, learning, learning about acting is, is really just being able to act (laughs) like you have to perform to learn. And that's what makes it um, such an interesting craft and crazy craft to take on. Because there is no way to just be like, let me just take a few classes and I'll be done. You're consistently learning for your entire life. 
Yeah. And uh, I'll even like, just be like, I want to work on this emotion. And then I'll just stand in front of a mirror and try to work on it. And I, I'm very like empathetic. So I just, I feel things very deeply, even if it's just like, one of my friends is sad. I feel it as if I'm sad as much as them too. Like, mm. and I feel like it's very helpful for acting, but then it like hurts a lot more in my real life, but I'm yeah. like very in touch with my emotions. And yeah, that's, a lot that's something you'll learn. You'll learn to be able to leave it at home at, at work on set, I'm not take it home. It. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it takes a long time to be able to leave it. Um, okay. So now that uh, we've kind of gone through your journey thus far, Please tell me, do you have an interesting uh, Zoom audition that you'd like to share with the listeners? I'm trying to think. I don't have anything like that exciting. Just like getting into a room awkwardly with like some old men that are just like watching me act or like (laughs) just me trying to bribe my friends into coming and reading with me and us just like cracking up and not being able to get through scenes. But really, since I haven't had in person, I don't have anything that crazy. Okay, well then let me ask you this. What was like the the most difficult like Zoom audition that you had acting wise? What was that one for you? Okay, so one time I got a script sent to me at I want to say like 10 p.m. and it was due at noon the next day. Oof. And this was the longest script I've seen in my life. <laughs> when I read it, it was it was 5 minutes and it was nearly a monologue. literally just like five minutes and I'm like they need all this for a self-tape that's so much and so I was like up all night trying to memorize it and like having a panic attack and a mental breakdown but then I did end up doing it the next morning and then I didn't book but it's okay but hey you did it and that's that's what's important right there um yeah I always find it interesting I feel like um since so many things have become self-tapes the amount of pages that we're getting are like increasing by the month. And I'm like, at the end of this, you might as well just send us the entire like pilot and we'll do every scene because that's 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 literally what they're sending now. Yeah. I'm like, there's no way they're going to be watching five minutes from everybody. They're probably going to watch the first 15 seconds and they're going to know if they want to call you back or not. So why am I doing five minutes? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of thing. I've talked to a few different casting directors about this and most of them say like, yeah, we watch the first minute to see if you have the character. And then if you have the essence of the character, then we'll watch the whole thing. And I think, I mean, that's fair because if you were in in-person auditions you wouldn't have that many sides there would not be that many pages you'd go Mm -hmm. in with you know three to five pages because that's all they have time for and if they wanted more then they'd call you back yeah so I feel like we should just go back to that (laughs) like can we just have the three pages again thank you so much you'll know you'll know I know I mean as somebody who's been on the opposite side of it you know, like nearly the second line in, you know if it's that person or not. That's what I'm saying. Um, well, I'd love to know a little bit about um, some of the projects you have coming up because I saw that you have some stuff filming or that you're about to film. So is there anything you can tell us about? Uh, so one of, so the first film I actually did uh, in the fall was a horror film. It's called Shady Grove. And it's it's a very fun one. I don't know how much I can say about the plot, um, but it's it's very like female powering horror movie. 
love, love. So that's that's kind of interesting. Um, and that should be coming out rolling into spooky season this year. Um, I am producing Ooh. a horror movie and acting in it called Kindling. And so uh, the campaign for this project, we are actually donating to the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation, as oh. well as the Trevor Project, which oh, amazing. Um, benefits at-risk LGBTQ youth yes. and Crohn's and Colitis, obviously, because that foundation is very close to my heart yeah. because, you know, ulcerative colitis. So I'm really excited that, you know, a portion of everything we're making is going to go to these great causes. And that's that's something I'm really passionate about. And in that one, I play a woman who goes out in search of some people that have gone missing mm. from her community into the woods and finds something terrifying. Ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I'm and then a- I have another horror called uh, Wraith. And that, I don't know how much I can say about that, but that's another one. <laughs> You're it's becoming a little scream queen. I know. I mean, just all in the horror ones. Hey, you know what? Horror is like the most fun genre. You have blood everywhere. The only problem is getting the blood out of your hair when you go home at night because that sucks. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> and it's like even when I'm behind the scenes like watching horror movies just on my TV at home, I'm always like overanalyzing them and almost taking the magic out of it because I'm like, I wonder how they did that effect with the makeup to make the blood squirt like that. Like, did they use latex? Like, what happened there? So I'm always, like, being a makeup artist when I'm watching these films, too. I love that. And you're producing one of them. So what made you want to start producing films? I mean, even through, like, this projects that I've done on social media or, like, editing YouTube videos, like, it's almost like being a producer in a sense. So I'm very, like, interested in, like, videography and everything like that so kind of getting on the other side of the camera I just I'm excited to see what it's like is that something you'd like to pursue more would you be interested in like directing and writing is that you know another path you'd like to to go down to yeah for sure that's awesome well um I've had such a great time talking to you I'm so excited to see what happens in your career and see your little screen queen start to rise Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Of course. And where can people follow you on social media to keep up with all the things that you're doing? You can follow me on YouTube, just Sydney Morgan, Sydney underscore art on TikTok, and Sydney.Morgan and the Owen Morgan is a zero on Snapchat and Instagram. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. And like I said, I'm so excited to see all these movies that you're working on. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks again to Sydney for coming on the show. It was so nice to meet her and I can't wait to see what she does with her career and all the fun things she's going to experience. And hopefully I can talk to her again uh, once she has been on an in-person audition because, man, I want her insight. I would love to know what it feels like to enter a room for the first time um, after a pandemic. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. Make sure to follow the show wherever you're listening to it now. Hit those rate and reviews buttons and... uh, Go, you know, comment on our socials. Follow us there. Those links are in the show notes. And as always, thanks for coming in.
Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.